that may be one of the reasons. So maybe try a different hub um, or maybe hang tight. Maybe Apple will put out a fix in a later update. Yeah, just make sure that your hub isn't janky and or cheap. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And you are tuned into the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We are back for episode 148. We definitely want to thank you for hanging in there with us for so long. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about this week. Uh, uh, we'll let uh, I'll let Nika get in on a second here, but it looks like she's got her microphone. She's got her camera. She's got everything set up because last week uh, we were kind of ill prepared for these new Macs. Uh, so we've got our new Macs in. We've got them set up and hooked up properly. So uh, we'll definitely see how this week goes. Additionally speaking, uh, last week, you know, I really didn't feel like I was putting my Mac through its paces because I was just joining the chat to actually uh, record the show. Nika was doing all the heavy lifting. Now it's my week and I've got my Mac hooked up. So uh, I will definitely be monitoring to see if I hear my fan. Uh, but this is my week to put my MacBook M1 Pro through its paces. So uh if you hear me or see me kind of glancing off at things, I'm probably checking the <laughs> health the of, my, of my Mac. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the stats and analytics of my actual and the performance of my Mac to make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. So, <laughs> all right. So getting into that, like I said, we want to get into the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. And like I mentioned, we got a couple of things to talk about, but they're going to be uh, pretty quick for the most of them, uh, including this first one, uh, TVOS. There is an update. It updates to 15.1.1. Uh, Apple really doesn't say what specifically is in this latest update. Uh, my guess is there was a share play bug in previous versions of TVOS that stopped or had issues when it comes to users using the new share play features to cast quote unquote or stream content from their iPhone from their iPad. Uh, it looks like TV OS 15.1.1 uh, plugs that uh, issue. So if you were experiencing issues streaming content from your iPhone on, and your iPad to your TV after downloading iOS 15.1, you definitely want to uh, update your televisions, your Apple TV boxes to TVOS 15.1.1 as well. So I don't know if you uh, stream to Apple TV boxes. Uh, this is something that you witnessed or no, not really. No, I don't really have the Apple TV boxes. Um, so I mean, pretty much all of the smart TVs have the Apple TV built in. Oh, okay. So I can get, so I can get the content and I have, I have still have regular cable. I still, you know, use Uverse. So Okay. Uh, you know, all the apps and stuff that I need or, or would watch, you know, come built in on the TV. So no Apple TV for me. I was thinking about getting one, though, mm -hmm. for my office down here mm -hmm. because I didn't want to have to buy a fourth box. 
mm-hmm. um, for my cert for my current cable. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll see what how I feel. You know, come Black Friday time, if I want to pick up one. So all right, maybe all right. Not right now. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Next up on the list, uh, Mac OS Monterey users face USB C hub compatibility issues. So uh, for those who listened or watched us last week, we kind of talked about the one reason why we were kind of ill prepared for our Macs was because um, we didn't have all of the connectability um, options because the new Macs come with just USB-C. They do have HDMI, they do have SD cards, but as far as connecting peripherals like a USB-A port, like a microphone, cameras, whatever the case may be, you have to have USB-C or you needed an adapter or hub. Well, to make matters worse, it seems like some users were having issues with those USB-C hubs to where they were getting in, inter, in, you know, their devices were not working. So intermittent. Yeah, yeah, intermittent or just failed to work altogether. Um, it, uh, from the looks of it, only a small number of users were having this issue. Uh, and as of date, I may have to go back and double check, but as of this recording, it doesn't look like uh, Apple has put in any sort of official fix. Now, I don't have an issue. I do have a USB-C hub. I'm assuming Nika has went out and upgraded her uh, setup to include a USB-C hub. Uh, since we're recording this, <laughs> obviously, we're not having these issues. But right. uh, if you are having issues to where you are connecting a um, Mac that has USB-C, uh, not just the M1 Macs, the ones that just came out, you know, any uh, MacBook or iMac that is 2017 and later, most of those just have USB-C. So there are a lot of computers out there that could possibly have this issue. But like, again, like I mentioned, I didn't hear or see a, a, a groundswell of people with these issues. But if you are with one of those newer Macs, 2017 and up, and you are experiencing issues when you're connecting a mic or a camera or any other peripheral that uses USB uh, C hub, uh, that may be one of the reasons. So maybe try a different hub um, or maybe hang tight. Maybe Apple will put out a fix in a later update. Yeah, just make sure that your hub isn't janky and or cheap. I saw one person in the article that we're reading from, they said they daisy chained like a Amazon hub to an uh-huh. Apple hub. I'm like, that's doing, you're expecting a these lot. hubs do a lot. You have <laughs> daisy chain two hubs together to plug into your machine. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah not so, a good idea. Yeah. So if you, like Nigga mentioned, if you are <laughs> experiencing issues, uh, don't be so cheap. <laughs> I mean, you just bought a $3,000 laptop. So, right. you know, spend the hundred bucks to get you a nice hub or something. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, a lot of people, uh, for whatever reason, um, were dis- upset that the notch in the newer M1 Pro and the M1 Max MacBook Pro, they have this notch on the screen, but it really, outside of the FaceTime camera, there's really no functionality for the notch being there. One of the things that a lot of people assumed was coming was Face ID to where you could open up your laptop 
and the front facing cameras next to the FaceTime ID would recognize your face similar to the way the notch on the iPhones hide the face ID sensor. Uh, that's not in this MacBook. Another thing that is not on these newer MacBooks is touchscreen. They still use the keyboards and the trackpad for primary interface, uh, you know, uh, touch interface. And a lot of people didn't understand why that was the issue. Why no face ID? Why no touchscreen? And pretty much Apple uh, responded to some of those people according to the uh, reason why they don't have face ID. Uh, and Apple representatives states that touch ID is more convenient because a user's hands are already on the keyboard. So if you're typing, if you're trying to sign in, whatever the case may be, your hands are already in a position. So according to this Apple representative, it's nothing for you to reach up to the upper right hand corner, use uh, touch ID to sign in versus your face. Um, the reason the response that they gave to the reason why there's no touch screen on the new MacBook Pros, the response was the iPad is the best touch computer in the world and the Mac is totally optimized for indirect input, indirect meaning the keyboard or the actual touchpad. So I guess I wanted to ask you um, first, were you bummed that there is no face ID or touchscreen on the Macs? And two, do you buy the reason from the Apple representative as to why there is no face ID or touchscreen? So it didn't bother me. Like, honestly, like he said, like the little sensor for your finger to unlock it, it's right there. If you have an Apple Watch, that'll like unlock some things as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're fully in the ecosystem, I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I wasn't disappointed. The only thing I will say thinking about it now is if someone has like some accessibility issues, mm -hmm. like unlocking it with the face ID would you know, make someone who has, you know, a disability, it might make it easier for them to do some things. If they don't have mobility in their hands, they could do it from their face. So from that point of view, I, I could kind of see where it may have been nice to have. And again, as a person without a disability, um, you Take know, that's not something I would, you know, think of, but right. it just depends on the perspective that the person is coming from. If they are a disability advocate or a person with a disability, it could really impact their day-to-day. -day. But honestly, I think most of the people who complain about this are just people who like to complain about stuff that Apple doesn't give them or that Apple takes away. I think mm -hmm. they're fully in the ecosystem. I doubt it causes any disruption in the way they use their device. They just want to complain for the sake of complaining just to say, why don't you have it? You have all the technology. And like I said before, who knows? The technology could be built in there. They just haven't rolled it out yet. Give them a minute to breathe. They just did launch a whole bunch of stuff. So maybe everything couldn't be rolled out at one time, thinking from the development side of things, mm -hmm. you know, how my brain a, a lot of times work when things don't quite happen the way I want them to happen. Mm -hmm. I think, you know what, there's some stuff going behind the scenes that I don't know about that, you know, maybe it's on the roadmap. It's just not right now. So I see that. And their reasoning, I mean, I get it. I see, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. But again, if you're a person with a disability, I would see where it could suck. But again, the people who are complaining about this are not people with disabilities. It's people, it's the dude groups. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's just, honestly, that's who it is. There are probably some disability people 
Mm -hmm. I don't want to completely discount them. They could be raising the alarm and kind of raising the flag about this. And they have a valid reason because, you know, accessibility for everybody. Everybody, you know, who wants this device should be able to have it and use it, you know, to its maximum uh, capacity. So for those folks, I get if they're complaining about it. But again, the squeaky wheel in this are the dupe bros. Right. Um, So in my opinion, I'll start backwards. Um, The reason why the MacBook is not touchscreen is because they don't want to uh, take market share away from the iPad. As simple as that. It's like, why would we, even though the Mac OS Monterey and iOS and iPad OS share a lot of features that make them inoperable, no matter which device you're using, they still don't want to uh, (laughs) take away any market share from people buying an iPad because it is a the dopest touchscreen device. I wouldn't call it, this guy said, the best touch computer in the world. I would make that argument. I would say the best tablet, tablet. in sure. the world, which most tablets are touchscreen unless you buy a keyboard for your iPad. And then even with, you know, buying a keyboard, oh, you're still touching on the screen for most of the input. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, they don't want to canonize, you know, uh, market share from the iPad or the uh, MacBook. So uh, that's why I think they made that thing as far and as... And it's separate product lines, completely right. separate product lines, no overlap. Mm. They overlap enough. They don't want to fully go because what would be the point? Right, right. And then for the reason why they don't have Face ID, I would have preferred they say, and this is my opinion as to why I don't think you need Face ID on a large device like a 14 or 16 inch um, MacBook or even an iMac because face ID, in my opinion, is more personal. It's my face. And I think that functionality is geared more toward personal devices like an iPhone, like an iPad. When you get into larger devices like a Mac, I may not be the only person sitting here in front of my MacBook or my iMac. So therefore, the privacy maybe goes away to where all I have to do, imagine, imagine, you know, somebody at your house or a coworker or whatever the case may be is standing over your shoulder. And all you have to do is look up and get the attention of the face ID camera and it unlocks your Mac. There may be something on the other side of that. <laughs> you may not want, want anybody to, to see you right away. I mean, right. I'm not being nasty or anything like that, but you know, passwords, other sensitive information. If, if you, you got your bank quit, account information up, bank account information, yeah. passwords, yeah. I mean, or some nasty stuff. I don't know. Right. But um, you're more likely for that to be, you know, uh, revealed you know, on a larger screen like these larger MacBooks or even an iMac. So the ability to manually unlock your MacBook or your iMac with your thumbprint is more of a manual move versus a glance up at the screen and it recognizes that you're looking at it automatically unlocks. It's almost, you know, uh, automatic. You know, I can understand that automatic feature, that automatic move on a personal device, but not on a larger desktop machine to where, you know, you may want to keep some of your 
uh, personal information or sensitive information sensitive. So right. that would and be my explanation. Is, and if the screen is larger than your face, do you really need a face ID? Right. <laughs> right. So again, th that's just my opinion. Um, I don't buy the explanation that the person, the representative said that uh, it's more convenient because a user's hands are already on the keyboard. Uh, yeah, that's kind of flimsy. Like I said, I would have preferred them to say, you know, come up with a better reason, <laughs> like the mm -hmm. personal fact, you know, again, you can still argue that if you want to, but in my opinion, that's so much better than, oh, your hands are already on the keyboard. You know, <laughs> I think it's kind of flimsy. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, Apple is extending its return policy for the holidays. Uh, products like the iPhone 13, uh, 14 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pros, we all know uh, will be in short supply this year due to chip shortages and due to supply chain shortages, which is why a lot of people were scrambling to get these devices. Um, so knowing that Apple has decided that anything a customer receives, not purchases, receives between November 1st and December 25th can be returned to the Apple store until January 8th. 2022. So that's just a heads up. You know, a lot of people are starting to shop early to get ahead of these supply chain shortages. But at the same time, you may not actually use the device until weeks or months later when you actually give it or get it Chicken as whatever. a gift. Yeah. Right. So which makes sense because Apple's uh, current policy is only 14 days. Right. Yeah. So if you're order sense. right. So if you're ordering something for somebody now, to make sure that you get ahead of the shopping season and, you know, 14 or maybe even 30 days, that may not be good enough. So yeah. the fact that you're getting all of November, all of December, that's 60 days, and then a couple of days in January. The first week in January. Right, yeah. right. That should, hopefully, that's enough time for you to make sure you order something to get it when you want it and to be able to give it when you want it. And then mm -hmm. if that person decides... Yeah, the same for me. You know, they still got some time to turn it in. So I uh, just want to give you a heads up with that. Um, if you don't have anything for the lowdown, I think that's going to do it uh, for that section. We'll move right into second string where we talk all things technology. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up is Twitter and Instagram. Uh, apparently they had some sort of beef to where mm -hmm. when you put a picture on Instagram and you enable the option to share on Twitter, it would post that picture on Instagram, and then it would also share that update to Twitter. If somebody was on Twitter looking at that update, they couldn't see the picture because Instagram is picture, right, is, is, is picture focused versus Twitter is more text. Mm -hmm. So I want to say in 2012, um, for whatever reason, Instagram and or Twitter decided, yeah, we don't want that. So all you'll see on Twitter was text. And then like Nika mentioned, a link, you would have to click on that link. It would take you out of Twitter into Instagram, Instagram to where then you could see the image. That wasn't always the case, but for whatever reason around 2012, they shut that off. So it looks like Twitter and Instagram are now playing nice. And as of today, if you're listening to this is Friday, so you'll probably already have it. Uh, you should be able to, if you post a picture on Instagram and share it on Twitter, you'll get a preview of that image. Now, if you actually want to click on the image and get more information, you know, people are 
posting longer um, um, captions. Captions, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Captions on Instagram. If you want to get the full caption, then you click on it. But as far as just getting a preview image, it looks like that's back. Looks so, like a little thumbnail. Yeah, and maybe even a little bit bigger. I think um, you know we're looking at a small picture on a website. Uh, so it may be big enough to where you can just see the image and you may not have to then click out of Twitter and into Instagram, which I kind of get it. You know, these services They're want you to platforms. Stay, yeah, they, they want you to stay in their platform. So, you know, uh, they, they want you Twitter wants you to put your pictures in Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, Instagram, which, you know, we can't pretend like Instagram is, you know, the, the victim in all this because you still to this day can't post links in Twitter. And I mean, in Instagram, rather, Instagram. you got to jump through all these hoops. You got to leave. And they took away the swipe links too. So it's right, like, yeah. right, right. So Instagram, you know, hopefully they're not playing the victim because you still, they want you in their ecosystem as well. But it looks like, uh, I don't know who, you know, extended the olive branch, but all that to say, it looks like you can now uh, see image previews in your Twitter timeline from posts that were shared from Instagram. So definitely looking forward to that. I actually tried it today, which is Wednesday. If you're listening to this later, um, I didn't have it yet, but I definitely look forward to that because I, I do think the Instagram links are kind of lame, but I mean, it kind of just said someone, it just said someone shared an image on Instagram. So right, you, right. You have no idea what it is. Right, unless they put a caption, you know, a short enough caption um, that Twitter could pick up. You know, Twitter's only right. so many characters, right? Uh, but it does look better when you can actually see the picture when you're scrolling through your Twitter timeline. So we'll see if that stays up or if they fall out again and they take it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another story, um, either last week or the week before, I think I alluded to the fact that Palm is trying to get back into the game and it looked like they did a silhouette of some earbuds. Well, that happened to be true. Palm Buds Pro are actually a thing. Um, I put some, I'm not going to go through all the details and all the specs, but um, the case that the Palm Buds Pro come in kind of look like an AirPods case, but they're black instead of white. Uh, the Palm Buds Pro have active noise cancellation, they're Siri and Google compatible with the different assistants. They're only $99. The way they look in the ear for the uh, images that we're seeing on this website, and we'll make sure we put the show uh, link in the show notes. I mean, maybe it's just my opinion, but they look better than the AirPods. The AirPods uh, are white so they stand out which i'm assuming that's what apple wants they you know they want their products to stand out but these palm buds pro look a little svelte and they mm -hmm. look smooth and they look more uh conforming to your head and to your ear versus the airpods that kind of stick out of course they're palm so <laughs> we'll see what they can do as far as you know sound quality things of that nature but uh they're only 99 dollars so if you are looking for uh, earbuds and you can't find any AirPods because they're sold out or, you know, Beats or anything else, I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> look the buds, look, they look, a, they look a, a lot like 
you know, the AirPods Pro. And if you see, I always kind of have to push mine in because right. the they kind of move. And looking at theirs, they it seems as if like this part sits flusher and mm-hmm. then the tip is more flat. And it kind of, if you think of like the old school um, earpieces that kind of like were at like an angle in your mm-hmm. ear, the, the stem part, that's how it looks. It's very flush. It doesn't really stick out. And it's kind of like, you know, closer to your your ear. Yeah, if you see the one with the ear. Yeah, yeah, like, so I'm about to go looks, down to that it, one now. Yeah, it looks a lot more flush. So if you look mm-hmm. at mine and you look at theirs, it's a lot more flush. Yeah, so for those ear. listening, pretend like we're going to the <laughs> Palm website so you can actually click on them and see them. But for our viewers who are actually watching, I'm actually got a picture of what the Palm Buds Pro look like in the ear of a actual user. And it does look like Nika said, um, more form fitting uh, to your ear, a little, you know, less uh, obvious, which again, I'm assuming the reason why the AirPods Pro are white because Apple wants them to stick out. But yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there because I did mention it, you know, two uh, episodes ago, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just thought I would let you know that that is actually a thing. Yeah, and the link will be in the show notes for any of our listeners that are um, strictly on audio, so you can take a look there. Yep, yep. All right, so the next thing up is uh, probably more specific to me, uh, even more specifically my 11-year-old daughter. Uh, She was losing her mind (laughs) over the weekend because for whatever reason, there was a major Roblox outage. And like I said, if you're like me and you have a, a... Anywhere from, a, I would say, seven or eight year old on probably up until high school, you know, they were probably bugging you all weekend long because they didn't, quote unquote, have anything to do because Roblox was down. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people thought that this was related to some sort of uh, Chipotle giveaway. I think Roblox did some sort of giveaway to where the first however many hundred thousand million people to sign up or do something got uh, free Chipotle products. Uh, I think a lot of people assumed that people flooded Roblox to try to, you know, get this deal or get this special uh, discount. Uh, Right. Burrito. Because according to um, Roblox, they were given up to a million dollars in giveaways. Not not one person was going to get a million dollars. But if you one of the first to get on, you would get some free Chipotle. Right. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. thought, that crashed the servers, but Roblox put out a statement that said, you know, they were experiencing major internal server issues. Now, again, we've heard of sites going down, you know, Facebook specifically. The reason why the Facebook outage was so talked about was because of the number of people on Facebook. Well, The same goes for Roblox because more than 40 million people play it daily and over 50% of Roblox users are under the age of 13. Holy smokes. Lord. So, and they were down, they went down for a couple hours. They were down for, uh, if I'm, I'm thinking back in my head to the timeline of my daughter started complaining Mm -hmm. (laughs) was Friday most of Friday of last week, most, if not all of Saturday 
of last week and most of Sunday. So the whole weekend. So there are 20 million children out there bugging the crap out of their parents. Like Exactly. It's Wi-Fi down. What's going on with the Wi-Fi? Check the right. Wi-Fi. It's not Roblox. Is it the Wi-Fi? So uh, my my daughter, uh, uh, she was wigging out. But to her credit, um, <laughs> she saw a um, a TikTok to where somebody had put together a tweet that gave off the impression that because of this outage, Twitter or uh, Roblox was going to shut down permanently. <laughs> um, and my, 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 again, to, to her credit, uh, my daughter came and said, Hey, um, I need you to <laughs> check Twitter <laughs> and verify if this is an actual tweet. So <laughs> we sat down together. I fired up Twitter on my, uh, iPhone went to the Roblox um, uh, profile, you know, Twitter handle mm. and read through the timeline. And yes, in fact, that was not the case. But again, I take credit to her because she saw something on social media and didn't just run with it. Right. She had to go verify. Trust me at verify. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so she came in It looked authentic. You know, you see on the TikTok, you know, they are pointing their camera at a computer and it looks like the computer is on the Twitter. I mean, the Roblox um um, profile and they have like two tweets that says, you know, whatever, 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 we are shutting down permanently. So I was like, all right, well, let me look. So I went on mine, you know, I said, that's not the case because you're looking at it right here and there's nothing to the effect of they're shutting down permanently. So she felt better about that. She still mm -hmm. went back and sulked because she still couldn't get on Roblox. But then finally, I want to say Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening is when they got back up. So. <laughs> If you are a parent out there that with a kid, uh, that's why, because uh, Roblox was down. So that just goes to show that, you know, Facebook is talking about this whole metaverse. Um, there are people who are already on a metaverse and Roblox is one of them, because, again, that's a lot of people and they spend a lot of time and, and a money. lot of money <laughs> in Roblox. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, the last story in second string is Zillow is uh, shutting down its home flipping business. So I don't know if you've been paying attention to all this stuff that's been going on. Yeah, I saw the TikTok. Oh, OK. OK. So that's what I was going to reference. Um, I don't know, but I kind of do know uh, why. You I know don't know that. why Zillow <laughs> has decided to shut down their home flipping business. But Nika mentioned a TikTok where a real estate agent mm -hmm. was pretty much giving you the breakdown as to how Zillow was manipulating the entire market. housing market by how they were buying properties, you know, and how they were listing the prices on those properties to where they were actually manipulating the market to their benefit. Where and inflating looks, the prices. Yeah. Right. They were inflating the prices to make, you know, for all intents and purposes, they were, Using all of the, you know, the marketing, all of the firepower that they've got mm -hmm. to get people to sell them their homes and then they would inflate the market. They would inflate the prices on some of them and then that would bring up the value of all of them. Right. So that was mm -hmm. kind of the gist. Well, it looks like that plan backfired <laughs> because now they are shutting down their home flipping business. And the CEO, Rich Barton, he put out a, a statement that says we've determined 
the unpredictability in forecasting, this is their words, forecasting, air quotes, home prices far exceeds what we anticipated and continuing to, continuing to scale Zillow offers would result in too much earnings and balance sheet voluntarily. So in other words, in other words, they said the unpredictability is like, yeah, we tried to manipulate the market, but and do it uh, on the low, but I right, and do it on the low, but <laughs> people, people found out now the block is hot. So now we need to cool down a little bit. Right. In other words, and they're, and they're taking a loss of almost $400 million. They took a huge gamble on this. And again, I don't, I don't know how people don't get it. It's one of those things where people see what their analysts that they just look for this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then social media is free. Mm-hmm. And once something goes viral, that's a wrap. Right, right. So, you know, again, we, I want to believe that, you know, um, uh, regular people who do have some sort of platform and also have some knowledge are capable of raising enough awareness to where major companies, major corporations start to change their practices. That's the whole point. That's the beauty of social media. A lot of people talk about all the negative, you know, people just anybody with a platform can say any old thing and, you know, they, they become superstars or celebrities or whatever, or influencers or whatever the case may be. Well, I want to believe whether, I mean, in, in the real world, I'm pretty sure Zillow looked at their books and was like, oh crap. Uh, this is going to be a problem. Uh, we need to get this, these things off our books. I mean, that's just common business practice, right? But I want to believe that they were taking all this unnecessary heat because people are starting to wake up as to how these companies, these corporations are manipulating, whether it be the housing market, the stock market. You know, we had that big thing about Robin Hood, you know, about AMC and how they were playing their, you know, investors and using their investors to get their money first, you know, you know, do, I'm, I'm oversimplifying that issue, right. but they were manipulating the the stock market, you know, similar to how Zillow, according to, you know, the stories that we were hearing, Zillow was manipulating the housing market and it looked like it backfired and it could have even more consequences because Zillow also says that winding down the business in the coming months will mean having to let go of almost 25% of his employees, which adds to almost 2,000 workers. So Zillow's ability or their attempt to manipulate the market and it didn't work. Greed. The greed will be the effect that 2,000 people will lose their Their jobs. Around the holiday time. That's that's fantastic. That's just great. Right. And, you know, again, again, for Zillow, you know, again, to oversimplify things, the how these houses, uh, this volatility, you know, all these numbers and all these people are just numbers on an Excel spreadsheet. On a balance sheet. Yep. You know, they can just try these things. It don't work. They can just move these money around, move these people the around. The CEO and the execs still are going to make their millions They're of dollars. They're still going to make their millions of dollars. going to take a hit. Right, right. So all that to say, you know, it's, I don't say it's nice to see, but hopefully going forward, people raising awareness or just people being more aware of how some of these corporations are manipulating these markets, maybe even politics to an extent. 
you know, people raising awareness, people using their platforms, people speaking out, you know, same thing with the whistleblower for Facebook. You know, people are starting to say, hey, I ain't taking this no more. You know, enough is enough. And people, we have the means to get the word out versus it was just, you know, the corporation's word against some person on TikTok, right? <laughs> hate to be the cynic, but greed and capitalism. <sighs> I don't think they're really going anywhere. Life, life they, finds a way. I think, I think they're going to get smarter. I think a lot of companies, they see what Zillow did and was like, that's what we're not going to do. We're going to figure out another way to still do the same thing because their model was mm -hmm. actually brilliant. When you think about it, they're a home buying place. People mm -hmm. think anything of a home buying company. Well, they're not even a home buying company, a, a company that lists houses. You know, they won't think second, uh, give it a second thought that a home buying, home procuring, home gathering, whatever company would, you know, necessarily it would be anything shady out of context. But when you look at it in context and get down in the weeds, it's like, oh, this is what they were doing. I mm -hmm. think they were hoping that no one would catch on, but people did. So the next guy will be smarter and, you know, try and figure out a way around it. Hopefully they won't, but right. I don't have much hope for that. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. You know, like I said, Zillow is a popular place and mm -hmm. it's like you mentioned, it's nothing for people who are already on Zillow all the time, just looking at home prices to be able to see that Zillow offers and say, huh, especially mm -hmm. if you're selling the house mm -hmm. and the whole, the whole model of Zillow and a couple other companies, there's a bunch of companies offer pad. Um, a lot of different places are like, Hey, list your home with us. You can, you can close in a week, you mm -hmm. know, and especially with the housing market going up, uh, what earlier this year, Mm -hmm. You know, there were a lot of people who's like, all right, well, let me take advantage of this housing market boom. You know, let me sell my house on Zillow and I don't have to deal with, uh, uh, you know, what do you call open houses? Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with 5011 real estate agents. I don't have to deal with all these people coming in at my house. Chasing through my house. Yeah. Right, right. Zillow is legit, you know, quote unquote, based on the reputation they have built. You know, I'll just list my house on Zillow. Zillow will gladly you know, happily scoop it up. And like I said, mm -hmm. now behind the scenes, they had a plan as to why they were scooping up all these houses. But again, like you said, on, you know, to the average person, you think Zillow's legit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to pay me my, what my house is worth. And I'm pretty sure they're going to sell it because it's Zillow, you know, mm -hmm. uh, come to find out they were inflating some of these prices. And as a result, um, again, they had to reduce the estimated value of the houses it's purchased in quarter three, or will purchase uh, in quarter four by more than 500 million. So again, that's a lot of money to have to move around just to say solvent. But again, like I mentioned, you know, <laughs> hopefully, you know, companies will kind of get right <laughs> going yeah. forward. Yeah. And I think Zillow is definitely going to take a hit to their reputation as well, because people are like, dang, y'all are shady boots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's more loss on top of the loss of the $400 million and having to lose, you know, 2000 people approximately of your workforce. So just right. a big L all right. the way around the board. <laughs> speaking, speaking of L's, uh, moving into for the culture, uh, it seems like uh, the Fugees and L Boogie, uh, Lauren Hill herself, it looks like they are postponing their reunion tour until sometime in 2022. 
Uh, we talked about this on a previous show as well to where uh, we were trying to figure out if we were going to go to a Fuji. I wasn't trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> the, the royal we were trying to figure out if we were going to a Fuji's reunion concert. Well, it looks like nobody is going right now. Uh, according to um, the representatives for the group, the decision to postpone the tour was made in hopes of ensuring that, quote unquote, all cities on the tour are fully open so we can perform for as many fans as possible. Uh, um, I guess a silver lining is additional tour tape, uh, tour dates will be added. Um, I guess my question to you is for the Fugees to postpone their tour to make sure that, again, air quotes, as many people will see the concert as possible. Is this still a worthwhile tour? Question mark. More L's meaning lies. <laughs> I don't think this has anything to do with making sure more people can come. I think, too, they were late on multiple occasions already. To the prices were, from what I could tell, um, extremely high for a 45-some-odd-minute set from them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, after my Lauren Hill experience, I don't think I will ever go and see her or them individually. If they are maybe on a show with someone else that I want to see, okay, they'll just kind of be a bonus if they show up. Mm -hmm, but the person mm -hmm. that I'm going to see is more than likely reliable. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I'll take it. But I I can't get excited about seeing Lauren individually, Proz mm -hmm. individually, Wife Clef individually, or them as a group because I've been burned and I learned my lesson the first time. Right, right. Uh, additionally, right, um, I don't buy the idea that they have made this or postponed this tour so that all the cities on the tour are fully open so we can perform with to as many people as possible. When we've got thousands of people cramming into stadiums, we talked about the Braves on our uh, pre-show, you know, NFL football is back, you know, NBA basketball is back. And those people are crammed in these same stadiums, these same events to where you could see, the Fuji's performing act. So I don't know if I buy. And there are other, yeah, there are other concerts going on right now. Full mm -hmm. out festivals going on right now. People mm -hmm. are showing up because one, they either want to be outside or two, they believe the vaccine or the, the pandemic is fake. So the people mm -hmm. are out. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, again, I don't buy that. Um, so if we don't buy it, uh, <laughs> Uh, you mentioned that uh, tickets were high. Um, maybe uh, people are staying in. Well, we can't. I don't buy that because people are showing up for other things. Right. Um, outside of the tickets being high, outside of the history, the reputation that they have built as a result of the tours, uh, what else do you think the reasons could be for them to postpone? I think that's it. I think their history, so group chemistry is probably um, kind of a mess. Mm -hmm. um, 
probably money as well because they weren't bringing in as many people as they thought. So their cuts are probably looking kind of funny in the light. So I really think that those two things are really it because the people are there who want to see them. The Uh venues uh are definitely there. I think it probably comes down to, to group dynamics, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you said group dynamics and money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, well, that'll do it. Uh, But I mean, it's, it's I'm not, not sad, but no, and I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised, not surprised. And I, I think we all kind of wanted Lauren Hill specifically to make a comeback because ever since, I mean, well, so I'll, I'll get personal, right? A lot of people put Lauren Hill as one of the top five female mm-hmm. MCs, MCs, right? In my opinion, she don't have enough catalog to be considered a top five anything. But, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, she's one of the best or whatever the case may be. You know, again, I beg to differ. You know, I she think was they're... one of the best, but not top five. Right. Okay. Well, then we somehow not by agree. a long shot. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will beg. A lot of people will beg to differ because you know she's Lauren Hill, right? But again, I think it's because of the commercial success she's had. They say that she won uh, all the Grammys and because did all the movies. Did the sister act. So, yeah. 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 And Miss Education was so. It was just that good that they mm-hmm. can try and give her a goat status mm-hmm. off of that one album. I get it, but. It's that's not what it is. Right. Right. So having said that, personally speaking, I kind of wanted her to make a comeback so Mm -hmm. she can put out more content. Content. So it then can be put up against some of these other female MCs that may be less likely known, but have multiple, multiple albums and multiple, multiple hits to where she can compare. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can compare until she puts out more stuff. And I would have liked for her to make a comeback so she then can put out more stuff so we can enjoy Lauren Hill because she is super talented. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. You know, she's probably one of the more talented people out there. But again, they were used, like you said, they were using that to elevate her to GOAT status when, again, the catalog really ain't there. Uh, so again, yeah. like I said, I wanted them to come back. And uh, Wyclef is talented. You know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, soundtracks of all time is the uh, Dave Chappelle Block Party mm. because it has all my favorite artists. It has Most Def, Talib Kweli, and Kanye before the old Kanye <laughs> had, and it had the Fugees when they they did sort of like a mini reunion mm-hmm. on the uh, Block Party uh, um, movie that he did with him kind of putting together this concert, right? That's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, you know? So um, just to, to, to have seen them come back and actually, it would have been nice. Yeah. Right. Right. If they could get together, but. Right. Cause all of them have been kind of marred in controversy, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Lauren Hill with her, you know, things with her family and Wyclef with that whole uh, Haiti run as president Mm kind of, marred his thing and I think uh, 
Prize is always I've caught a case. Yeah, in and out yeah. of prison and things like that. So it would have been nice for them to get together, get their lives, get their careers back on track and put out more music. But like you said, they can't get right. And mm-hmm. this is postponing a reunion tour is just another example of maybe this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> enjoy it for what it was. Let us relive it through our memories because it doesn't seem like you get excited about it coming back. Only, well, they got excited to come for it to coming back only to be let down. So right. it really sucks for the fans because, you know, fans really were excited about it. All right. All right. Well, uh, moving right along, we're going to get towards the end here. This is the hookup where we, you know, drop some sort of tip for you. Uh, this week, um, I am a, uh, meme stealer. <laughs> <laughs> I will frequently, uh, go on Twitter to collect memes. Uh, that seems to be where the best memes are, but in order to download or save a meme to your phone, from Twitter takes a bunch of steps. You know, there are uh, third party apps. There are all these things that some of them, you know, maybe kind of sketchy. I don't mm-hmm. half of them. Most of them I wouldn't trust on my phone or my computer because they know telling what they collect and what they stealing off my stuff. But again, the 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 the, the drive to get these memes may cause some people to download this otherwise sketchy software. So right. I still try to uh, steal memes whenever I can. So my hookup for the week is I found a pretty legit um, uh, website that lets you download a shortcut. So utilizing um, Apple's shortcut functionality for iPhone, for iPad, and for Mac uh, adds this shortcut to your shortcuts library that will enable you to then click on a link uh, for a meme that you find on Twitter. And then once you copy that link to your clipboard, you open up this shortcut and it immediately without any other steps involved saves the meme to your camera or your photos library. So uh, if you go to tvdl.com, or excuse me, let me rephrase tvdl.app. Um, this is a website to where it'll let you download the shortcut. If you click get the shortcut, it downloads the shortcut to shortcuts either on your phone or on your computer or on your Mac rather. And then once you then go into Twitter and then find a meme that you're looking for and you click on the uh, copy link option, that copies it to your pasteboard or your clipboard rather. And then, like I said, you open up shortcuts, the app on your phone or on your Mac, and then you uh, run the shortcut. It pulls that link, converts the video, saves it to your camera roll. So uh, that's just my quick uh, tip of the week. If you are on Twitter like that and you do partake of the memes, uh, definitely check out TVDL. And that stands for Twitter Video Download. Go to tvdl.app, download that to your shortcuts. Because I know a lot of people who have iPhones really don't use shortcuts all that much because they can't figure out the use case for them. You know, they don't know where to find good apps, uh, shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Uh, The shortcuts app does a okay job of highlighting shortcuts for productivity, shortcuts for whatever the case may be. But outside of those, 
the real world use case is kind of few and far between. So I figured out, okay, well, this is a real world use case, stealing memes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my real world use case. So we'll definitely put a link in the show notes. But if you go to tvdl.app, you can download the shortcut and run it. And like I said, I've been using it for a couple of weeks now and it works flawlessly. No extra nice. third party apps to download. No going to no website and uploading anything. No sketchy third party apps on your machines that is still in, you know, who knows what. So that is my tip for the week. Uh, Nika, if you don't have anything else, I think that is going to do it for this week's show. Uh, We definitely, we definitely are thankful for your support. Uh, One of the ways that you can support us is if you download, rate, and review our weekly podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on Google Podcasts and Spotify. Please like and review the podcast that bumps us up in the rankings, get us more uh, visibility. Uh, if you want to engage with us on the socials, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SnobOSCast. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. We put up some of our video clips on YouTube at SnobOSCast. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Again, that bumps us up in visibility. Um, if you want to leave us a comment or suggestion, you can also do that on the web. You can go to the, our website at snoboscast.com or you can send us an email. Go to snoboscast at gmail.com or you can join our community on Discord. If you go to our website, you can join the community and we have a special chat community on Discord as well. Now, if you really want to show us some love, you can drop us some dollars. Uh, the way you can do that is become a Patreon of our uh, podcast. You can go to patreon.com forward slash cast For $3 a month, you'll get access to our live show. Uh, for $5 a month, you'll get access to our live show that includes exclusive content. And you'll get an audio feed of the exclusive content. And you'll get a access to our special snobbish channel on our discord chat community um also if you don't want to commit as a patreon you can give us a little love offering you can drop us a dollar give us a tip buy us a virtual coffee however you want to say it if you want to go to paypal.me forward slash snobos you can do that there so again uh congratulations to the atlanta braves for winning the world series as you see nika's got on her t-shirt I've got all I've got my little uh, Braves hat over there on my lamp. So congratulations to them. But until then, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.